You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about them at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Are you joyfully Lutheran? I am. You are? Today I am. And there are many others who are. Uh, thanks to a handy little book and, uh, and well, the uh, the good news in it and some, some uh, really helpful tips on um, praying in a particular way. Mm-hmm. But it's nothing new. It is not new. But perhaps written in a new way. And we have the author with us today. You may know him. The Reverend Dr. Matthew C. Harrison, (laughs) President of Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. President Harrison, thanks for joining us in the studio. Hi, guys. How are you? Doing well. I got my coffee. (laughs) Got a coffee, got a book. We're good. What does joyfully Lutheran mean? The name of your book, Why Am I Joyfully Lutheran? Instruction, Meditation, and Prayers on Luther's Small Catechism. What does this phrase, joyfully Lutheran, mean? Well, it's a, it's a bit of a double entendre. Um, I had I had studied the topic of joy in the past and written on it a fair bit, and the Bible is just full of talk about joy and joy over all kinds of things in life and profound joy, joy in the midst of suffering, and uh, not not sort of as I've called it, uh, sort of like Luther froth on the top of the beer joy, but <laughs> a real deep, uh, prevailing joyfulness in the midst of the deepest challenges and difficulties of life. Uh, for the joy set before him, Christ endured the cross, Hebrews says. But this is kind of a double entendre. I thought, what if I, what if I looked at the whole catechism from this perspective uh, so many people today are struggling. Uh, we have record amounts of uh, suicide among millennials, for instance, and people uh, suffering depression. And there are all kind of clinical reasons for that and, and a lot of other challenges. And, and uh, this is no attempt to say you shouldn't get medical treatment when you need it. You certainly should get medical treatment. Um, but there's also this profound power of the Word of God to do what it says. And I used to look at these verses on joy and rejoice uh, always. Again, I say rejoice, let your gentleness be evident to all. I would look at that verse by Paul and say, well, no, that's law. I'm not doing that. You can't make me do that. Uh, And then I realized that uh, this word word for joy, rejoice, chayrete, is from the same root word as charis, which is grace. How about that? (laughs) And then I began to look at all these verses on joy again and began to realize that as the powerful, living, mighty, and active word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword, that these passages are remarkable, powerful word of God. And these passages, just like the word of God, can cut us to the heart Mm -hmm cause repentance, cause reconsideration, give us deep thoughts about who God is, uh, cause us to uh, have faith, which Paul describes as a resurrection in and of itself, coming to faith. We were dead in our trespasses and sins, but Christ made us alive by grace you are saved, Ephesians 2. So the Word of God can enliven something called joy, and in fact does. And uh, these passages are all over the place. So I I thought I would take a look at the catechism from that perspective, and I titled the book Joyfully Lutheran. People don't like colons or semicolons. They always comment on them. But there have, there have to be, 
you know, we have to have English major nerds out there. I know we have to have them, but I don't want to have them that close to me, frankly. All the time. <laughs> and you, you're sitting close to you, one right I now. I thought yeah. so. You know, as I'm saying that, I'm thinking I've got two English majors right here. Okay, I, I've got to start using illicit contractions and hillbilly make my language. Make your side twitch. So, joyfully Lutheran is you know to be joyful. Uh, filled with joy, of course, the literal meaning, but joy, fully Lutheran, fully Lutheran. Well, then some thought, well, he's just trying to tell us we need to be more Orthodox. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, but here's the deal. You know, Luther writes the catechism for everyday people like us, and he went out on a visitation of the Saxon church, and he discovered people didn't know anything. Pastors were completely ignorant. They were churches without Bibles. This is, this is 10 years after the Reformation began. Uh, people hardly knew the Lord's Prayer. And so he thought, what are, the ten, what, are the, what are the basic teachings of Christianity? And so he wrote a little catechism with those basic teachings, which comes right from the Bible. What does every Christian need to know? Ten Commandments. What does God demand of me? Mm -hmm. The Creed. Who is God? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Lord's Prayer. How do I pray? What's baptism? Obviously, that's at the foundation. Jesus does it himself and, and uh, commands it, calls for it, and there are all kinds of promises connected with it. Lord's Supper. As often as you eat this. Etc. It's to be often, and and then uh, I'm sorry, uh, Office of the Keys before Lord's Supper. Uh, how do I forgive people? How am I forgiven? I tell you what, there's there's one thing, Office of the Keys, that we could use a heavy dose of because, man, so much of the kind of malady we have in this world today is because the vitriol, the anger, the lack of forgiveness, and uh, it's crazy. But anyway. To be joyful is to actually see these wonderful six chief parts, which are a fabulous gift at every every turn to us. And so it was really fun just to go word for word through the catechism, just looking at the Bible and looking at Luther's large catechism and nothing else. Uh, so it was a really great exercise. A lot of times when we uh, read something that's familiar to us, and hopefully the, the catechism is familiar to us Lutherans, when we read something that's familiar, it gets, uh, you know, we, we miss things after a while because, because we, we think we know it. So how does this uh, different, um, this lens of joy, of being joyful, how does it give us a different perspective of, of these, these, uh, these things in the catechism? Well, Luther, in Luther says in a couple different places, I pray the catechism like a child every day. And I'm thinking, for the longest time, I thought, what, what does he mean? How am I going to pray the catechism? Uh, and when I first heard that thought, I'm thinking the catechism with the explanation, and I'm thinking, man, I mean, that's a little systematic theology text. I'm, I, don't, I don't get it. And then I... I read Luther's Simple Way to Pray for Peter Master Barber. And in about the mid-1530s, Luther was sitting down for a haircut at his barber shop. And I've been trying to figure out where it is. I'll find out 
where it was in Wittenberg sometime soon, but probably on Main Street somewhere, not far from the university. He's sitting having a haircut, and the barber says, Luther, I'm having tr- trouble praying. How do I pray? And Luther wrote him a little track on how to, a simple way to pray for Peter Meister Barber. <laughs> and in there, Luther has this genius way. It comes from his time. He no doubt learned it as a young friar uh, uh, in the cloister. But he would handle a text four ways. First, what does this word of God instruct me? Second, what do I have to give thanks for? Thirdly, what do I have to confess here? Fourthly, what do I have to pray here? And he would use that prayer as a way to tie it all together. And so um, I took every piece of the catechism and kind of squeezed it through this lens of joy. Take the introduction to the Lord's Prayer, Our Father who art in heaven. So Luther would pray it this way. Dear God, you instruct me here that you are my Father. And you tell me to um, address you as my Father. What do I have to give thanks for? I thank you that you are my dear Father. And you hear me like a dear father hears his own dear child. In Christ, I am your beloved Son. And what you said to your Son, listen to him. This is my beloved son, etc., now applies to me. I cannot thank you enough. This gives me the cause of the greatest possible joy. What do I have to confess? I confess that I worry. I act as though you never invited me to pray. I act as though I'm an orphan in this world, even though Christ has paid his entire life for me. I sin against you daily by neglecting to pray, by ignoring your invitations to pray, by doubting your love for me, by doubting your fatherhood for me. And then finally, a prayer to sum it up. Dear Lord, I thank you for your gift. You are my beloved Father. Grant me joy evermore in this, knowing my sins are forgiven and your arms are open. Amen. So if you ask Luther, should I pray set prayers or ex corde prayers, Luther would say, yes. yes. <laughs> so you can pray every mm-hmm. part of the catechism, every part of the Bible this way, hymns, according to that fourfold pattern. ITCP, I call it, instruction, thanksgiving, confession, and a prayer. I think that's also my Myers-Briggs personality type indicator too. So... <laughs> so <laughs> in... <laughs> Broken. Uh, sorry. <laughs> that is really funny. In, in what ways has praying the catechism in this way changed you personally? How oh, I don't do this stuff for myself. I just, <laughs> I just try to sell books. <laughs> oh, it, it really has caused me to look at each part of the catechism, you know, where Luther goes on about good friends, faithful neighbors, and the like under daily bread or in the first article of the creed. Uh, Every part of it. You look at, we often think of what Christ has done by dying on the cross for us, but the creed says he's born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, crucified, died, and buried. All that stuff uh, of his life prior to the crucifixion is ours. You just looking at each wonderful word, something jumps out to be thankful for, to rejoice about. 
um, he asks us every day to pray, uh, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those. What amazing blessing that is. How many people go through life not sure if their sins are forgiving, not knowing for sure what God thinks of them, having all kinds of stupid ideas about God that have nothing to do with any reality, just making up kind of space alien nonsense. What a blessing to know Christ. What a blessing to know the Word of God is so clear. The Bible is not this confused mishmash of nonsense. It's very, very, its basic message is very simple. And that message is set forth, it's put in the catechism, the very words of the Bible and those six chief topics. Our guest today, the Reverend Dr. Matthew C. Harrison, president of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, and author of Why Am I Joyfully Lutheran? The little colon in there in the middle of joyfully. <laughs> uh, you can get it from Concordia Publishing House. Thank you so much for for walking through this with us and uh, and encouraging us to to pick up the catechism or pick up this book actually and uh, help us walk through the catechism and pray in this way. Thanks so much. Thanks. Great to be with you. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.